0: listening to Expanding Horizons, the podcast of the Unitarian Church of South Australia, a home of progressive spirituality and free religious thought and action since 1854. The views expressed in these podcasts are those of the speaker and are not intended to represent the position of the church itself or of the worldwide Unitarian Universalist movement. For more information visit unitariansa.org.au I was going to start with something from the Christian Bible before I went off immediately on a detour. So today we're having an informal service and I'm not speaking from prepared notes so we'll see how it goes. I go back to the decades after the life of Yeshua, this Jewish teacher who made such an impact on those around him. But then after his death there were people like Saul who in the Roman world called Paul who was spreading the message of this teacher, and the concept developed that he was not merely a Jewish Messiah or Meshach, but he was a God walking on the earth. And of course to the Greek and Roman listeners, whether they be Jewish or or not, following Mithras or the Roman gods, whatever, a lot of questions arose. They said, well, if that's the case, how was he born? How can the divine come into the world? And in that first century, there were a number of different answers to that question. Some indeed had not adopted the view that Yeshua was divine and maintained that he was a great prophet and teacher. There were others who said that there was this Christ, which was an emanation of God, but it came into the human being, Jesus, when he was baptized by John, as if that divine presence entered into him at that moment until the time of his crucifixion. And there was what became the orthodox Christian view, which was that he was born, and in fact, always had been God through eternity. So then questions arose about, well, what about his mother? If it was a human mother and father, how can you have A divine baby. And so the the details came forth. The book attributed to Luke and some details in the book attributed to Matthew. The book of Matthew tends to tell it from the point of view of Joseph, the father, and the book of Luke tends to tell it from the point of view of Mary, the mother. One of the very human elements that's addressed in Matthew is the fact that if Joseph wasn't the father, What is he going to think about his bride, or bride-to-be, having a baby? Obviously by someone else. It's taboo enough these days, but in that society, in that time, it was worth stoning someone for. So it's written in the book of Matthew that an angel came to Joseph in a dream. So we can't test this because it's in Joseph's dream. But the angel said, look, you don't need to worry about Mary. She's a good girl. What is in her was conceived of the Holy Spirit. It still does beg the question how an incorporeal spirit can manifest on the physical plane. But in those days, they didn't know about DNA and those things. So it all worked out. You know the rest of the story. But what I want to focus on is the mystical interpretation of that, or at least one mystical interpretation of the birth of the divine into this world. So certainly it would be quite a standard theosophical interpretation, but there are echoes elsewhere as well. The Buddhists, for example will speak of the the birth of Atma, which is the soul consciousness. Once you get past the ego, into intuition and into something deeper, whereby you can see the transience of everything around you and you can see other beings at a soul level and understand your own soul's journey and then probably something even beyond that, where all of that dissolves. But not only is this kind of metaphor used by mystical people, um, Buddhists, um, also Christians. For example, there was a German Catholic priest who was born about 400 years ago, Johann Scheffler. but he took the name, many took sort of Latin names for their writings, Angelus Silesius, and one of his aphorisms was, Christ could be born a thousand times in Bethlehem, but it would be of no avail unless he is born in your heart. So, that was probably quite a a shocking thing to be preaching at that time Uh, in the Catholic Church. It certainly went beyond the literal by a long way. But I just want to explore that idea of Christ being born in the heart. Whenever we're trying to struggle with the divine, the deeper meaning of life, and what, if anything, lies beyond what we can perceive with our senses, strictly and rationally. It's inevitable that we use metaphor. Poetry is full of it. Art often touches upon it. It's inevitable because it can't be expressed in rational words. God is not like a machine. It just doesn't work that way. It's something beyond us by definition. But in a way I'm hoping to translate This metaphor or expound upon it. So the Christ in this sense, if Christ is to be born in our hearts, that Christ is, if you like, our very best self, our truest self. The way we would be if we behaved every day, every minute, as a great teacher, a great prophet, a Messiah, if there was a divine being on the earth. How would they behave? It's that highest possible level of human goodness and truthfulness in our behavior. And through all religious experience, that's what we're really being called upon to initiate within ourselves. It is, in a sense, striving toward perfection, manifesting love, practicing kindness and gratitude and to the best extent we can, enlightening ourselves and others. Probably most of the population outside this place go on every day a bit like a mouse on a wheel, quite frankly. They're not aware of anything beyond what they see and what's right in front of them, and so much of the time buried in a phone or an iPad or in front of a computer screen. But for those of us who want to explore something beyond that, this metaphor might be of use, especially on a Christmas day. That this day, and in fact every day, Christ can be born in our heart. If we forget about the historical Jesus, we can still hold that pursuit of perfection, of love and kindness and gratitude every day. And even if we've started that process, to foster it and allow that Christ-like nature to grow in us. So for billions of Christians around the world it can be taken literally that there was a God born into the world. But for many people who can't accept that as a literal truth, we can still take it in a mystical way that it is possible for the Divine to be born in us, in our heart so to speak and for us to be that loving nature in the world, the essence of Christmas. I hope you've enjoyed this Expanding Horizons podcast. These podcasts are the intellectual property of the presenter. They can be used only with the express permission and appropriate acknowledgement of the presenter. This permission can be obtained by emailing admin at unitariansa.org.au. Please feel free to leave a comment or visit us on Facebook or Twitter by searching SA Unitarians or by visiting our website at unitariansa.org.au